Welcome to Free Up. This is the podcast that makes life feel lighter. And if you're wanting to live freed up and not fed up, stay connected right here. Pull up your seat. Join us in this place where faith and mental health meet. I'm your host, Tina Robertson, a licensed clinical social worker, a mental health therapist and trainer. But most of all, I'm walking this road with you as we all seek to live freed up and not fed up. Whether you're returning here or it's your first time to the podcast, welcome. And I hope you find this as a useful resource to elevate your faith and your mental health. Stay a while, all of you. Today's episode, we continue our conversation with Dr. Rose about understanding attachment theory and how it affects our relationships. Specifically today, we're going to talk about how we grow closer to God and how do we really develop self-love. So keep tuning in. Let's get it all started in just a moment. Y'all, I just had to go back and listen to this previous episode a couple of times. I do that after each time we load a new episode for you guys to listen to. I'm just still sitting with this last part of the conversation, which is really thinking about how our attachment experiences as children that have in some sense continued over the course of our lifetime. What does that mean for our relationship with God? Um, We started off this year with three Bible verses to frame our year. And one of those was Mark chapter 12, verse 30. To love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. And then love your neighbor as you love yourself. This, this we know was the most important commandment that Jesus gave. All of the commandments he ever gave wrapped up in this. So Dr. Rose, we got to yeah. talk about this a little bit more deeply. Okay. Um, what is it? What does it mean to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? And how do you do that if you had these experiences that maybe make you ambivalent and anxious? Like you don't mm-hmm. know, is God going to do you like your mama, your daddy, big mama, mm-hmm. you know, whoever, the, the, the lady down the street that helped to raise you? Mm-hmm. You know, is God an avoidant God? Like sometimes I can't hear him talking to me. Is he listening? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what does it look like? by way of attachment and and what does that mean on a relationship with God? Yeah. So I think the first thing that I would say is you got to start with some self-reflection, self-reflection and study. So is God going to do me like the lady down the street, right? Is the God that that these folks talk about um, really the one that, you know, has my life in his hands? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you got to study, <laughs> you got to mm-hmm. spend some time in the word, um, learning about this God that, that is our creator, um, who he created us to be, you know, what his purpose and plan is for our lives, for the folks who, you know, desire to serve him, what's expected of, of us. And I think before you can create an internal compass for yourself about who you are and where you're going, you got to know where you came from. Mm. And so being very reflective and having that time set aside for that study of the word 
will really help to ground you in all that God has for you. You know, that he 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 is big enough that he loves both me and Tina, right? Mm-hmm. That he cares about both me and Tina, that he wants to see us both be successful, that he wants to get the glory in the things that he has set us aside to do, right? When we are on assignment, you know, how we be obedient, but also how he gets the glory and, you know, in and through our obedience. And so the first thing I would say is you gotta, you gotta know who you are and whose you are um, before you can kind of make, start to make some shifts in where you want to see yourself going. Ooh, this is good. You know, we, I have guests on at times and I go, I need like four episodes with you. Let's talk about this for the whole time. Listen, I, as you were talking, it was coming to me just about just in that self-reflection um, and, and really thinking about digging deep into, as you said, his word. That's relationship building. And I think one of the things, you know, we talked about this on, on Freedom before, and we talk about it pretty consistently, that if I want to have a relationship with God, first of all, I want to be in covenant relationship with him because I have a created relationship. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But if I want to be in covenant relationship with him, I have to do that by coming to him through his son. Uh-huh. You can't build a relationship with anybody unless you're connected to them. If you're drawing in, drawing near, and there can be a fear with that. Right. Uh-huh. And so God says, if you draw near to me, I'm going to draw near to you. That's a promise. And God uh-huh. is not a man that he should lie. He's not human. So he doesn't, he doesn't, like you say, he's perfectly attuned. So it really starts with, I've got to come to him and draw near so he can draw near to me. We don't necessarily learn about people. We don't connect in relationship unless we're willing to push through some of those challenges and get close. And so we have to push past that fear to do it. And so I'll add to that self-reflection and that word is just to pray and just say, God, I'm scared to connect with you because I haven't seen a good connection. I don't know what that's like. And let God do the work that he does supernaturally yeah. as we pray and he draws us. So, whew, you know, you got me excited now. Yes. And I'm always like, I just love the way the Lord loves me, but loves me in spite of me. In spite of, wow. You know, as we extend on that a little bit, Um, thinking about relationship, because as we think about that particular scripture, it talks about loving God first with Mm -hmm. all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our strength. And then I can love my neighbor as I love myself. This Mm -hmm. is another thing that I'm seeing out there in the social media space. There's this big, big um, focus on Mm self-love. Mm-hmm. I hear it over and over again. I can't have a relationship with somebody until I love myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I got to build that up. We could listen. We'd be doing that for a lifetime. You'd never have a relationship. <laughs> you gonna, you'll never meet brother, sister, whoever. You'll never get there if you're mm-hmm. trying to love yourself for the rest of your life. But mm-hmm. there's a process to that. And so and there's a, a divine hierarchy. Yes. Talk a little bit about that piece, about the self-love and where we start. Yeah. So I think you said it just just right in that there's an order. There's a divine order to these things. And, you know, um, we serve a jealous God. He wants it all. (laughs) He wants it all and he's deserving of it all. Um, And so we have to start there. And I think once you start there and you start to become very firm and confident 
and who God has created you to be, that's where the self-love comes from, right? You have a different level of appreciation and you start to really reconcile the fact that my life is not my own. Mm-hmm. It, I'm not I'm not here for me, <laughs> right? God has placed me here to spread the good news about him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And about his son and the way back to, to, to him through salvation, right? right? And so in that, in that, in that process, you will love others and you will make disciples, but it starts with that relationship with God. And as you are developing that relationship with God, he is making it abundantly clear for you whose you are, yeah. who you were created to be. And then that's when you start to gain this deeper level of appreciation for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then I know that this, I, I wasn't created just for me. Yeah. 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 You know, I'm supposed to go out and and make disciples and live a life that, you know, without me opening up my mouth, my life is evidence of the God that I serve. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is good stuff. Good stuff. And that is, gives me the capacity when I love God first, as I'm learning to love him, he is then in turn giving me the capacity Mm -hmm. to love myself and others. Because that's where we understand what kindness really means and unconditional acceptance. That's where Mm -hmm. we get that. We can't do that by trying to zero in on just loving ourselves. Listen, I'm going to raise my hand and simply say, who in the freed up friends and family group has tried to love themselves without Mm -hmm. trying to really love God first? Mm -hmm. It backfires because that, as you said, it's not the divine order. So we learn self-love by loving God first. And then, as you said, then we have a responsibility and an understanding how to love others um, the way that God loves us. Okay, I got to move on from here. But listen, y'all know, if y'all just send your emails to me like you do, and if you want to have another episode on this, we can do that. We'll get Dr. Rose back when her schedule accommodates for it. But we're going to move on to a couple of other questions that I want you guys to hear about, hear some responses to. And one of those is you're probably thinking from the last episode, okay, I heard a little bit about attachment. I understand those styles that you talked about. Um, How do I know which one I am? And then what do I do about it once I kind of identified it? So can you talk a little bit about that for us? Yes. Well, so, you know, you've talked very aptly about the social media sphere. Right now, our phones are listening right now. So y'all going to all start getting ads and pop-ups about attachment quizzes and all of that, right? <laughs> so there, there's a bunch of that out there. There's also a bunch of YouTube videos about, you know, in the animate and give you this visual of, you know, if you've experienced some of these things in your child-rearing environment, you know, this this might mean this for you. You know, so those are some resources. They are out there and available. I would say a more reliable source of information (laughs) would be, you know, someone who has clinical training um, in attachment theory and child development that could, you know, speak more with more uh, authority about what that might might have been for you. Um, And they'll likely ask you questions that examine your past. They'll gather information on how you relate to others now in order to kind of determine what that attachment style is. Um, and, you know, while attachment styles displayed in, in adulthood may not exactly be the same as they were in, in, in infancy, I think we've established the fact that early attachments do have a serious impact on the way that you relate to others later in life. Um, with those that are securely attached, having good self-esteem, strong you know ability to be in relationships, the ability to self-disclose to others. Um, and for, for those who have those insecure attachment experiences, that all those things 
are a little bit more challenging. So even though none of us have any authority to go back and change, we don't have no crystal ball, we don't have no time machine, none of those things to go back and change our caregiving experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we we do have the capacity to look forward. And I would say, you know, the very basis of therapy, right? Ooh, the T word. But the very basis of therapy is built on co-creating a relationship that allows for a corrective emotional experience. Mm-hmm. Now, you can do that with God too. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, God is is the ultimate um, he, healer um, and, and and leader in the space of correct corrective emotional experience. However, like I said in in the last episode, you know, we also have tools available to us. We have resources available to us that also will help us to get to that place. And so, if you are noticing, you know, that you have had some instability in your relationships, you, you know, and you've gotten reflective over, you know, I'm noticing this pattern. Um, and, you know, I noticed the role I play in maintaining this pattern and you've decided you want something different. Um, you know, there's, there's books, there's workbooks, there's, mm. you know, digital resources, there's groups out there. There's so many resources that are available that you can tap into, but I'll say most importantly, above all else is going to take effort and consistency mm-hmm. if you want to make the changes that you want to see in your life. Yeah, no, and and that last piece is a huge, important statement to make. You know, freed up is actually, and this is a consistent thing we say, it's actually not a destination, it's a journey. We are constantly getting freed up over time. And um, and so there's nothing that's zapped into place. The Mm -hmm. thing that makes it hard is that when we are in this process of learning about relationships, uh, we're we're dealing with all these different emotions, right? And sometimes we get discouraged and we want to give up and we have to stay in there because it's a process. Just like mm-hmm. you said, Dr. Rose, it's a process. So I want to encourage you, if you're in that space, join me in that space because it's a process for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I said I was going to share, I mentioned this in the first episode, and I said that I was going to share that I strongly see these um, influences of ambivalent and anxious attachment in my own life. And so relationships, y'all, are a mirror. So when you get into relationships, Mm -hmm. they are intended to put a mirror up to you to say, no, not what that other person is doing. Who are you? And so as I begin to shift that paradigm of perspective in my own life, Mm-hmm. I began to see, oh, these are some uh, remnants of attachment experiences from different uh, experiences that I had. Mm-hmm. My school experience, where I was the only Black female from first grade to 12th grade, oh. there were experiences that created some of this ambivalent piece for me. Um, things that happened growing up and being mm-hmm. in a blended family. So there are lots of influences that happen, but I recognized that through what Dr. Rose, self-reflection, um, being able to put this mirror up. And so that has been part of my progress. And when I look at relationships and see patterns, I can see remnants of that. But that now has helped me to be able to own. These are the parts that I have to work on. And change is possible, y'all. It's hard. But yeah. I can see some shifts in my own relational interactions. And I still also see a lot of work to be done. So I wanted to share that just to be transparent for you to know. You Thank you, Tana. Do not walk this path alone. I'm walking it with y'all. You know, I say that every time. <laughs> yeah, but I think it's still good to hear every time because inevitably this makes it hopefully to someone new 
um, every time that you 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 broadcast one of these uh, podcasts and that it touches someone new and they may not have heard that. They may not know that, you know, they're in good company as far as pushing through and working through. So I love that you say, say it as many times <laughs> as as you can, because somebody needs to hear that every time that you um, put this out there. <laughs> One thing that I wanted to my add. spiritual encourager, right? I told you that my <laughs> spiritual encourager. <laughs> but, you know, and we talked about before that, you know, some of these patterns that you might have observed about yourself were likely protected at one point. Mm-hmm. Being strong and not needing anyone protected you from not being let down or being disappointed. Being mm-hmm. perfect helped you to be, you know, accepted in some way. Mm-hmm. But I would challenge you and say, ultimately, it made you be something that you are not in order to feel a need, an attachment need that's unmet. Okay, say that one more time, because that was right. good. Say that one okay. more time. Okay. I would challenge you to think about when you have responded in these patterns or when you're noticing that you're responding with some of these attachment patterns, it made you be something that you are not in order to feel an attachment need that went unmet. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of that's part of the work. So, you know, you guys therapy session one, that's like therapy session 10 or 11. It's a little bit down, <laughs> a little further down the, the road. Um, but that's what that is. You know, when we when you start to see why, you know, you're sitting with, well, why is it that I people please? Why is it that I contort to make people happy? You know, or I I try to avoid conflict, things like that. You know, yes, perhaps it was protective, you know. But also it's making you be something that you're not. And when we drill down and say, well, why is that? Why do I do that? You're trying to fill an unmet attachment need. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that though, right? Once we get, you know, session 10, 11, 12, it gets the, the getting starts getting real good. Okay. Once you understand that, you stop looking to others to fill that void. Yeah. You stop looking to others to fill that need. You can begin looking inward and upward. Yes. To the heels from which cometh your help. Right. <laughs> you start right. to look upward to heal heal those broken places. Yeah. Ooh, this is good stuff. I literally wrote down earlier this week as I was preparing for um this conversation that um a place that we look for for validation is that place that we can think about for that unmet need. So if there's a particular thing, if it's, hey, I got to make sure I'm always together externally, that I don't ever go out. If y'all could see my hair right now, you wouldn't know that that's probably not my thing on today. <laughs> uh, but I'm not out. So let's just go with something else. But she looks, you know, she looks beautiful, y'all. Y'all just don't know. She, she, uh, she, she fronting. Too sweet. But, you know, those places that we, once we get reflective and it's like, wow, where do I need that validation? Am I constantly, you know, actually seeking to, uh, as you said, people please? Am I trying to make sure that I am doing all these achievements, um, creating this space where I don't fail? Maybe that's a place that was a need that didn't get met or there was an expectation about that need. So um, I love just how you painted that picture about, um, looking at that space as a means to help us see maybe this was an unmet need and looking at it from that frame instead of a place to beat ourselves up because we really, exactly. we really need that support. Okay, so we're out of time again. <laughs> this goes by so fast. It goes so fast. Um, I do want you just to share with the listeners anything that you feel like 
I didn't speak to this, or I want to reiterate this, anything that you feel like, hey, this is an area that God has spoken to me, whether it's a, a, a Bible verse that's meaningful to you or something relational that you think is important for the listeners to know before we, we sign off. Yeah. So I think the one thing I would really want to underscore for folks who are listening is it's not your fault. It is not mm-hmm. your fault what happened to you. It is your responsibility to figure out what you're going to do next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to figure out how you want to move forward. If you're recognizing, you know, there was something that your parent did to you or, you know, in your environment that was not healthy, that you did not feel like helped you grow. You are fearful of repeating that pattern with, you know, your children or in your family or in relationships. It's your responsibility Mm -hmm. to figure out what you want to do different so that 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 negative pattern doesn't continue. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we're not we're not looking we're not looking over our shoulder we're not looking back and turning into a pillar of salt we're looking forward, right? Okay? And then you said um, a Bible verse, all the Psalms. Just read all the Psalms, right? One twenty one. I look to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord. Psalms twenty three. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Also, I lack nothing is that mm-hmm. I shall not want. That's another interpretation of that. Um, so as you're getting to know who you are and whose you are, I lack nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Psalm 68, he's a father to the fatherless. So mm-hmm. some of you all are sitting with your, your caregiving experiences and really thinking on what wasn't there. Well, mm-hmm. God is ever present. And then Romans eight twenty eight, and I wear this on my wrist every day. All things work together for good Hmm. for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Not some things, not small things, all. All means all. So those are the things that, you know, all day reciting to myself day in and day out as I'm as I'm working. You know, these are things that I submit to every day um, that really help me to keep focused and grounded in who I am, who I was created to be. And, you know, that responsibility piece about you know, what is my responsibility as I raise my children, as I interact with other people's children? Um, I'm, I'm here to do the Lord's work, not mine. Wow. Listen, that's a wrap right there. <laughs> that's, I'm gonna Y'all got some good word. You got some good strategies from the clinical side. Um, and really just thinking about what, what Dr. Rose has done this entire two episodes for us is lay out what this attachment piece looks like in the clinical space, but also, what does it look like in the spiritual space? Because generational curses, really, we, we think about those in the same respect. So when you hear that, you're thinking about attachment stuff on the clinical mm-hmm. side. They really walk hand in hand in parallel. And she has outlined for us brilliantly the way that we go toward that in our spiritual space, as well as in our clinical space for our mental, emotional health. Dr. Rose, thank you. Um, this has been so good, so rich, so mm-hmm. much. and um, I'm glad we split it up. We could have done this in four episodes. <laughs> up gets a lot. And I want them to know. That's one of the things that I pray about is making sure they get the best people to come on and give them the, the most information that's research backed, but also is biblically accurate because that's the way that we really get freed up. Y'all, love y'all. See you on the next one. Well, I hope you got just as much out of that episode as I did. Listen, 
we can have this relationship with God that we want as we draw closer to Him. He draws closer to us. And when He does, that's when we truly understand what it means to love ourselves. And the whole purpose is to extend that to others. Wow, we have the divine order. And guess what? We have a divine assignment. Listen, I'm looking forward to the next few episodes as we break down each of these different attachment styles that are somewhat challenging, ambivalent, avoided, and disorganized. We're going to break them down in these next three episodes so you don't want to miss them. We'll have a lot more information to come. In the meantime, remember, you do not walk this path alone. I am walking right alongside you as well as the rest of the Freed Up friends. And most importantly, don't you forget, God loves you. I love you. And make sure you take care of you.